a lot of tropical storms, and I don't really get scared unless it's like a Category 5. A heat wave continues in the east and the west. Temperatures could hit a record high of 99 in Philly. Portland, Oregon could see triple digits. Something new for fast foodies. 700 delivery only Wendy's locations. CBS's Diane King-Hall. Kitchens will primarily operate in major cities in the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. with third-party services like Uber Eats and DoorDash making the deliveries. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. I love being able to share with our family who's listening how much we all love State Farm Insurance. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm has saved us money with our car and home insurance. I mean, you're my wife. You know how much I love a great deal. So, of course, I'm (laughs) going to love the great rates and great service at State Farm. It's good for my wallet and for my family. State Farm meets my needs. Plus, I get to control how and what I want for my budget. And I do it all from their award-winning mobile app. Surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You're ready to get out and get moving. And whether it's surfing, playing tennis, or hiking every path you can find, you're going to need some essential new gear. Essentials that are even more rewarding with the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. You can choose to earn 3% cash back on online shopping, which could increase to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member. Visit bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding and apply now. The essentials have never felt more rewarding. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. The surge in COVID cases has led to a new round of wedding etiquette. KYW Radio's Hadas Kuznets is in Philly. Definitely the COVID insert is the new thing. In addition to a wedding invitation, a reception card, and an RSVP return card, Carolyn Brandhorst, owner of the papery, tells me brides are also now including what she's calling the COVID insert. Like I could read one to you. Dear family and friends, we request you bring either proof you have your COVID-19 vaccination or proof of a negative COVID test. Bride-to-be Alexandra Fishman has an electronic RSVP for her guests. By the wedding date, my party and I will be, and then they could choose from fully vaccinated, willing to take a rapid test on the day of, or not attending. This is all new territory, right? Hadas Kuznets for CBS News, Philadelphia. The wedding business is booming this summer. Shane McMurray, founder of The Wedding Report, tells the New York Times celebrations are roaring back after a pandemic-induced slump. Venues are booked, photographers and caterers in short supply. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Ad paid for by CompleteCar.com. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to the COVID crisis, we are announcing a low-cost extended service plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay nothing for auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay nothing for auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800 549 now. Drivers who are covered by this auto protection will not have to pay for a covered repair bill again. This auto coverage is at an all-time low, much lower than what dealerships are charging. Additionally, drivers who activate this auto coverage today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and free rental car at no additional cost. Call for your free quick quote today. 800-549-1985. 800-549-1985. What do you have to lose? Again, 800-549-1985. At Ohio Health, we'd like to remind you that the health issues you faced before the pandemic haven't just gone away. That cancer screening you needed, well, you still need it. Your bad knee's not going to replace itself. And when life as you know it stopped, 
your medical needs didn't. It's time to take back your health safely. And just like always, Ohio Health is here to help you do it. Visit OhioHealth.com to find out more. Step back in time at Four Mile Bakery out on the farm. At Four Mile Bakery out on the farm, the wagon wheel donuts are authentic, handcrafted, and made the old-fashioned way. Using an old Amish recipe, the wagon wheel donuts are soft and fluffy like cotton candy, and they melt in your mouth. As you step through the front door, you'll smell what great-grandma's house used to smell Fresh yeast donuts, cake donuts, breads, candies, and fudge, all ready for you and your family to enjoy. Four Mile Bakery, out on the farm. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. It's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to Make It Happen. Hello, my name is Kevin Tidd. My wife Carrie and I are the owners of the pharmacy on Stimson Avenue. For over half a century, we have been feeding the Athens community and providing customer service that is above and beyond your expectations. It has been our lifelong dream to run our own health and wellness store, and we enjoy doing so every day. Just like how we enjoy promoting our lifestyle on WATH and WXTQ Radio. Radio advertising has worked for us, especially in these trying times, and it can work for you and your business as well. Take it from us, Kevin and Carrie from the pharmacy. What in the world is going on now? Find out every weekday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the World News Roundup from CBS News Radio and on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Are you struggling to pay out-of-pocket Medicare costs? Your deductibles, co-payments, and prescription medication can really add up. Buckeye Hills Regional Council can help you navigate confusing sign-ups and help you save money. Medicare savings programs such as extra help or low-income subsidy are available. Call 1-800-331-2644 for free over-the-phone assistance with enrollment. No waiting, no travel, just one phone call. That's 1-800-331-2644. Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The stock market report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies stock market report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. I-N-E-P-T M-X Tech Two, four, six, eight Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters Raw, raw, raw Well, Coach Turf, you're off to the beach as Seashore State is the next ball game. It's coming up this weekend. That's right. You know, it is a road ball game, and I am real proud of the fact that you got the 19 and 37 Packard back here in one piece. What I'm going to do is make sure that you didn't do nothing wrong. I'm going to get our brand-new driver, old Skid Crawford, to fire that rascal up. Hey, Skid, fire up the old Packard, will you? Coach, that's just the way it was starting with me. Well, that's the way it's been starting ever since 1937. Listen, it's purring like a kitten. Not any kitten I know, but it, it, that, that thing runs like a fine watch. Listen to that rascal go. 
and we appreciate you driving around all week in that thing, and, and appreciate you bringing it back to us so as we can make this road trip over to Seashore State. Well, I guess you've got everything packed and ready to go to the beach. That's right. We got us a brand new driver, old Skid Crawford. Nurse that rascal. Nurse it. He's got everything. I meant to tell you about that uh, about that rattle coach. Uh... Well, he's got everything packed in, in trunks and all the uniforms and all the equipment packed in the Packard, and we're ready to go. How do you get all your players on this one vehicle? Well, some of them ride in, some of them ride on, some of them ride behind. Do you have a limit on the number of players that you can take on a road trip? Only the ones that can suit up. I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. And the Art Turf Show is proudly brought to you by Snake Oil to relieve pain and inflammation and treat arthritis and bursitis and make you feel as limbo and limber as a snake. Coach Turf, you're ready to head to Seashore State in the road game this week. I see you have the Packard all ready to go, and I'm certainly glad to be giving uh, up the keys uh, to your new driver. Well, that's all right. We got Skid Crawford going to take good care of us. Of course, now, anytime you want to take the Packard for a week or a day or anything, a little spin around town, you just feel free. Maybe you can do it again next year. I think I'll let somebody else have that privilege. Well, Skid can take care of us. He's going to take us to the beach, and I understand that the Seashore State has got a real fine ball club. What do you know about them? You have a scouting report on them? Well, that's right. You know, we got a real fine scouting report. I understand they got real fine boys at their skill positions. Like, for example, they got a quarterback named of a Sturgeon, Stan Sturgeon. I understand he can hand off and uh, he can throw the football. He can run the football. He's a triple threat out there. In fact, he likes to throw the ball to his favorite wide receiver, boy named of a Schooner, Scott Schooner, and he likes to float over that field and catch that ball. And their favorite running back is a boy named of a Schroeder, Shrimp Schroeder. Uh, not a very big boy, but he can really scoot around them ends. What about your coaching opponent this weekend? Well, I understand that uh, Coach Sheffield, that's uh, Shark Sheffield, who's been coaching over to Seesaw State for quite a while, has got a real fine uh, bunch of folks that helps him out behind the scenes. Good supporting cast, then. Well, that's right. You know, like, for example, his secretary, a girl named uh, Sue Salisbury, you know, helps him out in the office. But not only that, she uh, is out there during the ball game selling the programs, and they do something real cute. They print their programs on seashells. So Sue Salisbury, who's the sensational secretary to Shark Sheffield, coach at Seashore State, sells seashells at Surf Stadium home games so the spectators can spot the star signal caller Stan Sturgeon and his supporting squad Scott Schooner and Shrimp Schroeder. Is that what you're telling me? I'm glad you said that. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. the party line. Good morning, folks. 77 degrees out there right now, headed up to 91. And it is hot. Particularly the last day or two. 
It's a Friday and we got a free-for-all. Any number of topics that we hope you'll find of interest. Maybe even entertaining. Ah, yes. Good morning, folks. Welcome. So, Scott's here, of course. And um, let's see here. We've got to, you know, we were kind of talking about music a little bit. And uh, so we may, um, we may play a tune or two today. We'll just see how it goes. Anyway, well, there goes my cell phone. There's There's one right there. Plainfield, New Jersey. Okay, I'm sorry, Plainfield, you'll have to wait. Okay. Well, anyway, good morning. It is August 13th. And, um, you know, today is International Left-Handers Day. I assume there's a Right-Handers Day as well? Well, we would certainly hope so. But uh, today is International Left-Handers Day. National Prosecco Day, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Yes. And why am I embarrassed that I don't know what that means? That is like a sparkling wine. Oh, I would like it then. Yeah. Is it sweet? Um, I'm not sure. I doubt it. Hmm. <laughs> National Prosecco I Day. I, I have a friend that enjoys it. And they don't say whether it is sweet or not. Okay. They just like it. I, Folks, um, you'll find this a little bit amusing, I think, particularly given how uh, I'm going to use the word straight my parents were. Um, but I, I, I don't know. That could all be misunderstood. But the, the, my point is... Um, um, I grew up in a very conservative um, home. Okay. Now, um, they were known to have um, wine uh, maybe at Sunday, the, the, the big beyond Sunday afternoon, you know what I mean? And... Um, and to be honest, it was Mogan David, okay, which is kind of a sweet uh, Jewish wine. Um, and even at my tender age of whatever it may have been, I was allowed to have a little sip. Now that's, if you think about my parents, that is totally out of character for them. But uh, so yet today, uh, you know how people make such a big deal about, oh, the dry, um, you know, different wines that have, are dry or the different types of grapes that are used. I mean, I'm, I'm very interested that they have such knowledge and taste but i still love a nice sweet wine (laughs) okay so prosecco i don't know i'll check it out 
Anyway, today is also National Blame Somebody Else Day. Hmm. Let's see here. For the most part, we don't have too many of those on our staff. Uh, If someone makes a mistake, they generally step up and say, whoops, I messed up. Anyway, and then finally, National Filet Mignon Day. And I tell you, um, I used to be a steak guy through and through. Uh, but I now have grown to like salmon and other things as well. Um, but a filet mignon, not too shabby, is it? All right, so we did that. Now, historical events on this day in history. The year 1521, Spanish conquistadors under Hernan Cortes capture the Aztec emperor, Cuauhtemoc, something huge. C A, I can't even spell it right. C U A U H T E with a tilde, M O C. That's all one word. Anyway, that this is uh, the Aztec emperor's last name during 1521. And in in Teno, Chitlan, something like that, marking the end of the Aztec Empire. That's the important part. 1521. Boy, this, today, this one's really going to test me. Every item I'm looking at has pronunciation issues for me. Okay, 1536, Buddhist monks from Kyoto's Enriku Tempo. Imriku, Imriku, Imriku Temple set fire to 21 Nichiren temples throughout Kyoto in the Tenbun Hawk disturbance. <coughs> okay. 1642, Dutch astronomer Christian. Huggins discovers Martian South Polar Cap. 1788, Prussia joins Anglo-Dutch alliance to form Triple Alliance to prevent spread of Russo-Swedish War of 1788-90. Nineteen thirty-seven, the Second uh, Sino-Japanese War. The Japanese forces begin the Battle of Shanghai, a conflict that will last three months and involve one million troops. And the last item, nineteen forty-two. This has been a tough one today. 
1942, the Manhattan Project commences under the direction of U.S. General Leslie Groves, its aim to deliver an atomic bomb. Okay, so we got some uh, famous birthdays to mention. I always look at these pictures naturally, I guess. When I see a pretty lady, I go, wow. So, you think she's attractive? Yeah, I do too. Okay, well, well let's just do it. So, um, no, we'll, no, we'll do it in the order the story has. So, Alfred Hitchcock. Today would have been his birthday were he alive. He was born on this date in 1899. And he died in 1980. And I don't think we need to help you know who he is. Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, Another notable that, again, we won't have to explain is that of Fidel Castro. Uh, Fidel was born on this date in 1926. He died in 2016. Now, we got a guy here that I I don't know who... uh, I don't remember... his name in association with, um, well, let's just do it. John Logie, L-O-G-I-E, last name Baird, B-A-I-R-D, who was born on this date in, 19, in 1888, but died in 1946. John Logie Baird was a Scottish inventor, electrical engineer, an innovator who demonstrated his working television system on January 26, 1926, and he went on to invent the first publicly demonstrated color television system, and was the first. It was the first viable purely electronic color television picture tube. Well, that's a big deal. That is. We enjoy it today, don't we? We'll need to remember him better then. <laughs> okay, and then the person that, um, this woman who um, um, Scott and I both thinks very nice looking, but she's uh, she died in 2018, born in 1963. But I don't know the name. Sridevi, so S-R-I-D-E-V-I, last name Kapoor. Now, Kapoor is familiar. K-A-P-O-O-R. She is an Indian actress, was an Indian actress and film producer who worked in uh, Telugu, Tamil, Hindi, Malayalam, and Canada language films. So she was uh, of Indian descent. Showbiz. Yeah. Some of her works include... The movie Mom of 2017, English, Vinglish, Najina, and Mr. India, who I have no familiarity with any of those. Yeah, me neither. Okay, two famous deaths to mention. Uh, neither one of them will take um, Scott looking him up. First of all is Florence Nightingale. She was born in 1820, but died on this date in 1910. The other one is that of Mickey Mantle, and uh, of course, uh, 
New York um, Yankees. Yankees, uh, terrific baseball player. Oh, he was one of the best. Born in 1931, died on this date in 1995. Nicknamed the Commerce Comet and also the Mick. He played his entire career with the Yankees. Speaking of the Yankees, did you happen to catch any of that game last night at the Field of Dreams? No, sir. Oh, my goodness. Was that cool? Oh, it was very cool. If you've ever seen the movie Mm. Field of Dreams, and if you're a baseball, well, junkie like me, I mean, it was just uh, like a kid in a candy store watching that game. And uh, the players, do you remember how in the movie the players walked through the cornfield? Well, they did that last night, both the Chicago White Sox Mm -hmm. and the New York Yankees. They came through the cornfield out onto the field. Let's explain this a little bit more. Uh, First of all, what state was that all? um, It was in Iowa, the very first professional Major League Baseball game in Iowa in a city called Dyersville. Okay, so there was this man who built a field of dreams. And he, just out in the middle of his cornfields, out in the farming country, built what looked like and and was physically the same as a, a great baseball field. And then there was this book and everything written about it. And then a movie, right? Yes. All, all this stuff. Yes. So, of course, over the years, this has been preserved, and it's kind of what you might call a tourist attraction. And if you're going to Iowa, it's one of those things that you might try to go see. And it's, I'm told, beautiful. Well, as it turns out, somebody got this wild idea of building a real stadium nearby like within viewing distance almost right next to it and um so here last yesterday two teams neither from iowa uh came together to play an exhibition game although it it, it counted i mean for the records on this field overlooking the field of dreams that had been built decades ago. 1989 was the year of the movie. And the two teams were? The New York Yankees and Chicago White Sox. Okay. And the I'm sure I didn't, I forgot all about it until you mentioned it this morning. I had thought it would be interesting to watch some of it, but I I forgot. Okay, now, um, so this newer stadium that did did accommodate an audience, uh, how many did it accommodate? Uh, It was a temporary stadium. Oh, temporary. Yep, that's what they're saying, a temporary stadium uh, that seated 8,000. Okay. And uh, ticket priorities were given to the residents nearby. Sure. There and uh, you know they've never had a major league baseball game there, and the stands they were packed. I mean there were people around there, cornfields around, mm-hmm. everywhere, just like the movie, 
The scoreboard was built uh, in a vintage-style scoreboard, an old wooden scoreboard, and they actually had a man going up and down the ladder and hanging the numbers each inning, just like they did, you know, in the early 1900s. And it was interesting to read some comments uh, after the game of the players that participated in the game. For example? Uh, Aaron Judge, from New York Yankees star, said that on the bus ride in, okay, the, the teams both flew in to an airport in Dubuque, Iowa. Mm-hmm. That is about, uh, about a half hour away from the field okay. where the field was constructed. And he mentioned that normally guys have their headphones on, you know, their earbuds in, listening to whatever they listen to on the bus trips to the stadium. He said that wasn't the case during this trip from the airport to the stadium that players were looking out the windows Mm -hmm. because a lot of them, you know, they play in big cities. They came from big cities. They don't get a chance to see something like this. So they were taking it all in. And the videos that I've seen, the pictures I've seen, every one of them had their cell phones out recording or taking pictures of the stadium, the players, the cornfield, uh, the the original field of dreams, the house that has been preserved that was in the movie, like you mentioned, a tourist attraction. And he said they were not listening to their uh, earbuds, their headsets, whatever it may be, or watching videos or anything like that. They were all looking at the surroundings going into this beautiful area. And he said that when he was a child, he had not seen, he was not even born yet when the movie was made. He was born three years after, I I believe, but uh, he said his dad showed him that movie when he was a kid, and he said he just fell in love with that movie, and it really meant something special to him just to be playing in the game. Last night, he ended up hitting two home runs into the cornfields. Who are we talking about? Aaron Judge, right fielder for the New York Yankees. And uh, he's a big guy, 6'8", about 270 probably. And he said he was just like a little kid there on that field and uh the white Sox won in dramatic fashion after the yankees scored four runs in the top of the ninth to take the lead by one run the white Sox came back and scored two in the bottom of the ninth on a home run Mm. and a dramatic ending to the game as i thought for sure the yankees would win that one but not so and this obviously was a made for tv event all right from major league baseball And to, you know, kind of jump back in time to promote what baseball was all about, you know, and and how folks traveled from miles to come to go see a baseball game. And just like in the movie, you know, you saw the characters. Uh, For instance, Shoeless Joe Jackson appeared out of there. One of the best lines in that movie for me was when Shoeless Joe Jackson was walking away from Ray Kinsella, the the actor portrayed by the character portrayed by the actor Kevin Costner, he stopped as he was walking away towards the cornfield, and turned around and looked at Ray Kinsella and said, "Hey Ray, is this heaven?" Because he got to come back and play baseball again. Because as you know, he was banned from baseball for betting on baseball in the 1919 World Series, mm-hmm. the White Sox versus the Cincinnati Reds. So he got to come back to play again in the movie. And Ray Kinzel responded to him and said, no, 
this is Iowa. And then he walks on back into the cornfield. But it was just a really neat setting, a beautiful night for it there. Um, and it's a lot of how the fields were made back in the day. You know, cornfields all around them like that. And uh, it was just a beautiful, beautiful sight to see. If you like baseball, if you like nostalgia, if you like historical things like that, all mixed in to one. And uh, the players thoroughly loved it. Every one of them that I saw a remark from. Cool. Yeah, it was great. Well, let's see here. What should we do next? Uh, well, you need this, to um, you need to christen the show before we we go on any further. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> Here it is, folks. Are you ready? Yabba dabba do. <laughs> it's a Friday. <laughs> well done. Thank you. I forgot. It's just like, you know, having that bottle of Prosecco there and <laughs> busting it on the countertop there with a yabba dabba do. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see here. Let's, um, let's talk about some hard news. Um, well, let's start with the census. You know, they take the census every 10 years, but they do some updates along the way. But the, the big census, they're still working on completing. And here it is, what, two years later. They do it every 10 years. But... Um, I guess that makes sense. There's so many different directions you can go with. Um, the, 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 st the number of studies that one could do out of a census is almost infinite. But um, a changing country, the New York Times, uh, came out with an item this morning. The United States population is getting more diverse. That's according to new data from the 2020 census that offers a once-in-a-decade look at the makeup of America. Over the past 10 years, people who identified as Hispanic Asian, or more than one race accounted for larger shares of the population, the data shows. Diversity is rising in almost every county. The, U the overall U.S. population, though, grew at the slowest rate in nearly a century. Um, the U.S. population right now, let me just tell you, and, and this is rounded off a little bit, 332,626,000 people. And that is in accordance with this article. It's also the number I've been using relative to the COVID reports that I do 
share with you regularly. Incidentally, the world population, 7 billion. 782,370,000. Okay, let's keep going. Back to the story. William Fry, he's a demographer at the Brookings Institution, described the data as a pivotal moment for the country. We have people of color, this is a quote, by the way. We have people of color who are younger and growing more rapidly. They are helping to propel us further into a century where diversity is going to be the signature of our demography. Well, here are some, I guess you could call it takeaways from the new data. Uh, One, simply new demographics. The share of people who identify as white has been declining since the 1960s. When the U.S. opened up more widely to immigrants from outside Europe. But over the past decade, the total number of white people fell for the first time. The total population has grown at a drastically slower rate over the past decade. Slower population growth can expand economic opportunities for women. But it also reflects American society's failure to support families. Now, the growth that, didn't, um, that did occur since 2010, basically an increase of about 23 million people was made up entirely of people who identified as either Hispanic, Asian, black, or more than one race. So this multicultural category added to the census only 20 years ago is the fastest growing group in the United States. That could account for some of the decline of the white population. At least social scientists say that. People of more than one race who previously chose white on the census form now can answer more accurately. Well, let's go on. More census stuff. The fastest growing cities. The fastest growing big city in the country is, where do you guess? Scott, I'm, I, I know we didn't talk about this, so you, you're just going to take a crack oh, out there. Yeah, I, gee whiz, I don't know. Um, I'll say Tampa, Florida. Interesting. It's Phoenix. 
which surpassed Philadelphia as the fifth largest city in our nation. Immigration, a tech boom in middle-class Californians seeking affordable housing, all contributed to Phoenix's growth. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me get a sip of coffee here. Mm, good. Okay. The change in Phoenix reflects a trend. All 10 of the largest U.S. cities saw their populations rise in the past decade. Three big cities in Texas, so that we're talking to Houston, San Antonio, and Dallas, even outpaced the national average. New York City also grew by nearly 8% defying predictions that the population was on the decline. That city, New York City, now accounts for nearly 44% of the total state's population. Wow. Okay, the metro area that grew fastest since the last census, though, was not a major city. It was villages. No, 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 no. I, meant that, I read that wrong. It was the villages. Okay, now, my next-door neighbors. Once they retired... They would winter at the villages. It's in Florida, folks. Right outside of Orlando. And here they say America's largest retirement community. What about politics? The newest census data will launch an intense scramble to redraw districts for the House of Representatives, which states do once per decade. Legislatures control most redistricting in most states and can draw gerrymandered congressional maps that advantage their particular party. which, if, if you go on, will help determine who will win control of the House in next year's midterm elections. So, while the opportunity exists, there are certainly plenty of people who do everything they can to prevent it. Well, the data was less favorable to Republicans than some experts expected. Rural areas and white people's share of the population shrank, while traditionally Democratic cities and increasingly Democratic suburbs grew. but Republican-controlled legislatures will still get to redraw 187 maps compared to Democrats' 
Um, 84. The parties do not compete on a level playing field. While it is still very early to fully grasp the impact of the new data, it is perhaps most important to remember who will be drawing the maps. So, we have all of that to look forward to. Um... Let's talk a little bit about the virus. Indiana University can require students to be vaccinated. And the Supreme Court has withheld, not withheld, um, upheld that decision. On the other hand, separately, the Supreme Court blocked part of New York State's eviction moratorium I think that was that if a tenant failed to get a vaccine, they could be evicted. What about the next example? The largest U.S. teachers union says it supports vaccine mandates for educators. And Virginia will require masks in all K through 12 schools. San Francisco will bar unvaccinated people from indoor dining, concerts, and other events. Let's see here. They have a, another story here if you go to the New York New York Times website that breaks out seeing how a Delta outbreak might unfold in groups with different vaccination rates. So that's uh, available if you want to go see it. Okay, listen to this. This is kind of interesting. It's just a simple sentence. A gunman killed five people in England, the first mass shooting there since 2010. Okay, so we hear of events like that. I'm ashamed to say it's fairly common, Columbus, other nearby cities, happening perhaps what? Do I use the term often? 
Uh, I too often. Well, of course. Yeah, but but the point is in England. In England, they haven't had such a thing happen in twenty in uh, twelve years. That's amazing. Yeah. And the and it's, it's, it says something not great about us. Well, well, what's these, another big story? These politicians talk about gun control whenever this happens. You know. And and I get the question, if, if gun control works, then why isn't it working? Just in the last four or five months, I don't know how this has come about. But you know how you get various emails and things from companies. Yeah. I somehow or other somehow or other have started to show up on uh, a whole bunch of well, I'm going to say five different companies that want to sell me firearms or yep um, um, what do you Accessories. Call it? holsters yep. and stuff like this and um. You know, I certainly was in the service. I was trained to, you know, use a weapon. I have a, a, um, the the only gun I really fire is a little twenty-two rifle that I like to do target shooting on. I am by no means a gun nut, and yet this is obviously there are many who are. And um, these emails are appealing to them, I, I'm sure. Um, oh, I'm I'm off the um, off the mark here. Anyway, let's move on. Um, see, Germany. Some authorities there have arrested a British embassy employee on the suspicion of spying for Russia. Um, oh, we've heard this before. Although Governor Cuomo, um, what, two days ago, finally announced he is going to leave office, uh, some of the legislators <laughs> still want to impeach him. So we'll see how that goes. And a story that just, uh, it, well, it's been floating around for quite some time, years actually. But it's come to a point here just recently. Britney Spears, her father, Jamie Spears, uh, since she was a young performer, has sort of been her financial advisor, right? Yep. And uh, now she's starting to, uh, or maybe at some point ago, she's starting to say, listen, you're, you've got too much control. And there's been some dispute about that. Well, he is now saying he's going to step down, give up some of that.
but there's no timeline. But anyway, it sounds like there may be some progress down the road. But Britney Spears has been very upset and uh, frustrated by this whole thing. All right, let's see here. What else do we have that we should talk about? Japan after the Olympics. We can let that wait. Uh, Food things. We don't need that today. This is Friday, and we're short on time. Uh, the statistics for our county. I on the COVID folks. I, I'm I'm just gonna say I think our county is doing quite well. Um, there are certainly figures at the somewhat at the state level, but certainly at the U.S. level that are concerning. Um, and it deals with this um, Delta stuff. But I think, generally speaking, we're doing a good job here for sure, and um, our figures do not uh, match those of of uh, the federal. Okay, now music. Yeah, the party line can have music. Now, what did we come across, Scott? Uh, I think I gave that back to you there. Yeah, but... Uh, we, a list of uh, the what some organization has determined to be the top 100 songs of all time. Is that yeah, that's what it is? That's essentially right. Okay. Now, I don't know who this organization is or whether they... Um, have the knowledge uh, well anyway we'll just deal with it 100 the best 100 as of today of all time these are i believe i didn't look at every single title but many of them are were a, a pop tune in their day yeah okay caller i'm sorry i'm not going to get to you today um we're just out of time I see the lo- lights flashing over there. So, assuming they're listening, they'll drop off here in a second. Okay, so th- let's just talk about... Um, oh, let's do the top ten here. Top ten tunes. But when you go through this list, it's really many good songs. And we're going to try to... F- we're going to try to feature many of them um, during the course of the next week or two. Um, okay, but the number one song of all time, what do you know about this song? Uh, it's a good dance song. It was popular, what, back in the 50s, early 60s? Well, 1960 was its year. The only song to rule the Billboard Hot 100 in separate release cycles one week in 1960 and then two in 1962. Chubby Checker. Come on, baby. Let's do that
Presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. All eyes are on Afghanistan, where the Taliban is moving at lightning speed. It's already captured most of the country's major cities. The capital, Kabul, could be next. Pentagon correspondent Cammie McCormick. The U.S. Embassy has confirmed that Logar province has fallen. That is 30 miles south of Kabul and the latest in a string of Taliban advances which are encircling the capital. There have been reports Kabul could fall in 30 days. An official now tells CBS News it could happen faster than that. Meanwhile, the lead elements of the 3,000 U.S. troops to begin evacuating U.S. Embassy staff have arrived at Karzai International Airport in Kabul. CBS News Senior National National security contributor Michael Morell. There is no doubt what's going to happen here. Um, the Taliban is going to take over the government probably in a matter of weeks. They will allow, despite what they say, they will allow al-Qaeda back into the country and al-Qaeda will start to rebuild. With COVID cases spiraling in this country and hospitals in places like Texas overflowing with patients, the FDA has approved booster shots for people with suppressed immune systems. CBS is Dr. David Agus. This is a big step forward and that other nations have data that the third shot clearly offers a benefit um, to those individuals helping them fight off the Delta variant. The CDC is expected to give its approval today. Tropical Depression Fred is on the move. Forecasters say that as it leaves Cuba and heads to South Florida, it could regain strength and reach tropical storm status again. Randy Smith with South Florida Water Management. Just after 11 a.m., the victim, 21... And this is uh, South Florida Water Management. What we want to do is make sure there's plenty of room in these canals to accept all this stormwater runoff that we anticipate. Fred is expected to make landfall early Monday on the Panhandle near Apalachicola. Police in the Orlando suburbs say a woman was accidentally killed by her young child while her co-workers watched. WKMG-TV's Troy Campbell. Just after 11 a.m., the victim, 21-year-old Shamaya Lynn, was on a work-related Zoom call when a co-worker on the other end told dispatchers she heard a loud noise moments before she saw Lynn fall backwards and didn't return in frame of the screen. 
Investigators saying Lynn's toddler found a loaded, unlocked gun and fired a fatal shot to her head. In Germany, they're marking 60 years since construction began on the Berlin Wall. An orchestra played near a portion still standing. This is CBS News.